From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. Good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us here on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Of course, with us, our uh, producer and uh, actually person in charge that runs everything here. You know, I, I show up for comic relief. Uh, Elaine Harlan and, and uh, also our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And, and special guests we'll introduce to you just a little bit later from a wonderful, wonderful ministry that God's had his hands on for quite some time, Prodigal Sons and Daughters, and we'll be talking to them in just a couple of minutes. Right now, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. The remote Indonesian island of Mentawai has changed dramatically in recent years. Inhabitants had been mixing Islam with witchcraft and worshiping idols. But one day after hearing Stenley's bold, clear preaching of the gospel, a single Muslim burns his idol which contains a rolled up scroll from the Quran. Authorities are quick to respond and Stenley is arrested, beaten and killed. But Stenley's work isn't over. Seven of his Bible school classmates follow him to Mentawai and today hundreds are experiencing conversion, revival and ongoing evangelism. So what's your legacy? For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Yeah, just a reminder, friends, we need to keep our brothers and sisters uh, in prayer around the world. And, uh, you know, we don't think it can happen here, but uh, there are places in the world where gathering together to pray even uh, can result in, in persecution and execution. And we just need to be thankful for the uh, freedoms that God has given us and maximize that opportunity to walk through the door today, to get out in the community and uh, love your neighbors as yourselves. Well, let's check in on the legal front with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for the Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad Dacus. When Faith Fellowship Foursquare Church had outgrown its residential area location, it purchased the one property in the city that would meet its needs. The large, vacant office building in an industrial park was ideal. The church needed a zoning change, but after a year of waiting, the city decided that revenue-producing activities were more suited in the location and denied the church its use permit. This month, PGI filed opening briefs with the Ninth Circuit Court, hoping to convince the court that churches must be given the same treatment as for-profit activities. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. 
Just a reminder, friends, that website, actually, they've just redone it. It's very, very nice. Again, that's pacificjustice.org, and if you want to call their toll-free number, it's one 9129 That's 1-888-305-9129. Just a reminder on your calendar, uh, remember back on May 16, we went out to the airport neighborhood and took uh, somewhere between 18 to 22 tons of junk out of that's a technical ministry term Is it? there, like junk. <laughs> out of <laughs> out of the uh, alleyways in the airport neighborhood, we also uh, wiped out some uh, extensive gang graffiti down there and, and whacked a lot of weeds. Is that and technical too? That's too whack. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Whacked out, just like the host here. Um, but anyway, we, we'd like you to join us again. Uh, and if you haven't joined us before down there, uh, we're going to be back on September 12th. That's a Saturday from 9 to noon. Uh, you have the rest of your Saturday free. And before it really starts cooking there with the temperatures, uh, we're going to be out. And uh, we'll have painted all the graffiti out before the bangers wake up. So, you know, it's a good time to do that. 9 to noon coming up on Saturday the 12th. And uh, if you'd like, we'd like you to call to get a previous assignment, you know, just so that we can, uh, before the event, give you a sector to work on and know what people are going to be working where. Give us a call, 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. Or email us at info at vibrantcommunities.org. We did some graffiti this past weekend. Well, actually, we wiped it out. Wiped it out, yes. To clarify that. Yeah. Don't get that rumor started. <laughs> get cards. Pastor Mike was here. <laughs> also want to say a big thanks to the congregation at Sherwood Bible Church. Oh, what a great things. visit we had with them uh, yesterday and nobody threw tomatoes and so it was a great uh, great <laughs> time. It was a wonderful time. time. Yeah, roses but <laughs> no tomatoes. That's oh, right. Oh, they that did. Was, oh, very yes. kind. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful time. Well, let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way an opportunity for you to serve. The National Night Out is happening all across our wonderful nation tomorrow night, uh, August 4th. I can't believe it's August already. What's up with that? But it's happening tomorrow night. And uh, we are going to be out in full force. Advancing Vibrant Communities will be in Ceres and Modesto, an opportunity for volunteers to get out and help out in Ceres. They're looking for volunteers ages 13 years and older to participate in this fun event. Uh, There'll be face painting, activities and games, uh, setting up, cleaning up, uh, supervising the bounce houses, and uh, distributing refreshments. I tried their face painting thing (laughs) last year. I knew this was They said I looked better before the paint. And the bounce houses, and we won't Those are fun, too. Oh, they're fun. Have you done bounce houses? I have done bounce houses. Aren't they cool? They are very cool. Uh It's in traction for a while, but it was... (laughs) Dad, get out of there. It's our turn. Be quiet. Respect your elders. Modesto National Night Out is happening at Marshall Park, and so uh, we'll be there as well. So take part in National Night Out wherever uh, wherever you may happen to be listening, uh, and uh, this will be a fun event. Of course, it promotes family unity, healthy choices, and uh, just all kinds of uh, fighting uh, crime in your area. The American Cancer Society wants you to put your car and compassion to good use. Road to recovery. Volunteers are needed to show for cancer patients to and from treatments or medical appointments. 
drivers are needed throughout the county, but especially in Ceres and Modesto. Volunteer drivers at least 18 years of age with a valid California driver's license proof of insurance and a vehicle are asked to volunteer at least once a month, but you might choose to participate more often. Training is provided for all volunteers. Uh, the American Cancer Society is a national community-based voluntary health organization that is dedicated to eliminating cancer through active funding, support, and advocacy for cancer research to save lives and providing educational and support services to cancer patients and their families. You know, this is a huge need, driving patients to their uh, appointments, and we'll, uh, we'll have some more on that for you in just a little bit as well. Sierra Vista Child and Family Services encourage volunteers to improve the well-being of children, youth, and families while putting office skills to work at the Houston Family Resource Center. Volunteers ages 16 years and older are needed to help out with data entry, filing, copying, etc. Flexible scheduling is available weekdays between 8 and 5. Interested volunteers should be friendly, work well in an office environment, and be familiar with Microsoft Office programs and must complete an application interview process Pass a background check, TB testing, FBI records. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it lets me out. <laughs> the Houston Family Resource Center supports families through education, health, and outreach programs and mental health services. Uh, if you have any questions on any of these opportunities, please contact Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her at bborba at uwaystand.org, or you can give us a call here at AVC where rides to kidney dialysis treatments are needed. Life-saving stuff. Friends of Modesto Woman now needs rides on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 2 to 6 p.m., her treatment time. Now, no need uh, for you to stay there. She needs a ride to and from her home. And if you can cover one or more of the days, uh, and perhaps you have some friends from your Bible study or small group that would like to team up and serve uh, this need with you, that would be great. Let us know. Uh, she needs this ASAP actually starting last week. Uh, our number to uh, get a hold of us if you want to serve this is 209-544-9571. Again, 209-544-9571. And we would gladly connect you with that opportunity to serve. Well, a very favorite ministry of ours and has been for a number of years tonight. And we are pleased to welcome back uh, to Lighthouse Live, prodigal sons and daughters to our show, along with a new face and a very familiar one. Uh, we want to welcome Zach Frampton. Zach and I bonded on the phone the other day. What was it, the Peter Frampton thing? I think, we I, think <laughs> I think that was it. I think that was it. <laughs> it must have been, but we just want to welcome you. A big warm welcome, Zach, to Lighthouse Live as Thank you for executive director of Prodigal Sons and, and Daughters now. And, of course, Jay Muir's. Welcome back uh, Thank to you. you as well. And you've brought some friends, and we want to introduce them as well. Jan and Pete Lundquist from Turlock. And uh, we want to hear all about your stories, but maybe... Uh, you want to just catch us up a little mm. bit, Zach, on what's yeah. going on new at Prodigal Sons and Daughters? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, maybe just to rewind, too, and remind uh, the listeners what we do. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for coming. It's a pleasure coming. to be here. Um, we are a Christ-centered 12-step addiction recovery ministry. 
Um, we uh, so we're in the community, and essentially we're we're offering hope to those who struggle with addiction, um, people who uh, are both inside and outside of the church. In one sense, we're a, a missions um, organization, and that we bring people in who've never been churched. And um, our goal is is to then bridge them to the church. We also have people who have been in church for years and years and have struggled with addictions of all sorts and um, and who need uh, additional help um, that um, that sometimes the the church isn't able to provide, may not have the resources, may not have the time and staff. And so uh, so we're able to do that as well. And uh, I like I like you know advancing vibrant communities. I was kind of thinking about that. And I thought. Yeah, that really does describe kind of what we're doing too. Um, when you see the faces of the people who um, come through our doors, they're anything but vibrant. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs and alcohol and other addictions, they steal life and joy from people's faces. And you can see it. It's evident. And uh, and one of the coolest things for me, especially in the past couple months, um, I've been learning to appreciate it more and more as seeing the change in a person's eyes and their face. You see uh, a smile that you've never seen. You see eyes that light up for the first time. And you know that behind that is peace. And um, and all in the name of Christ, um, uh, we're helping people. So that's kind of kind of uh, what we've uh, that's what we're about um, recently. Um, we've had uh, we've had kind of some neat things happen in terms of our uh, our family support group. In addition to helping addicts, we also help uh, the families of people who are addicted, spouses, uh, parents, grandparents, and, um, you know, because they need support and love. Yes, yes. And um, and so we've we've brought um, a couple of parents, actually, of, right. of a friend who we work with um, tonight. So we're going to hear from them. But um, but. Um, that's been that's been something that uh, has been really neat. I think recently to watch is is our family support group really come together, support each other, to have a safe place for them to come, and um, and realize there are so many people dealing with this. Our community is being ravished, um, and, and I just want to call attention to one particular problem uh, that we're experiencing right now, and it's something I think that started in the last couple of years. But we have a heroin epidemic going on in the Central mm-hmm. Valley right now. Um, I would say 90% of the young people I work with, I'm talking about teenagers and people in their early 20s who are addicted to opiates, uh, heroin uh, mainly. So they will they will get started with painkillers, maybe find them in mom and dad's you know um, medicine cabinet, and um, and will graduate uh, to heroin because it's cheaper and more accessible. Wow. And a lot of a lot of times. And um, this is uh, this is a serious problem. Um, I recently talked with a um, with someone who worked for the DA, and uh, he confirmed that on the um, on the uh, police end of it, they're seeing the same trend. So they've really cracked down on the methamphetamine problem in the valley. And so you squeeze one side of the balloon, and the other side pops up, and that other side's heroin. That's going on right now. So, but but we're also seeing a lot of people get clean and young people 19 years old just had a buddy um uh, in the last month have a warm bed to sleep in for the first time in a long time he's been sleeping in parks he's been sleeping on the streets in turlock 19 years old so um there are good things happening um because um, god is faithful and and we're just letting him work through us 
What a blessing, Zach. Zach, you don't take this type of position without a call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this has got to be a, a, you know, any type of me, uh, ministry that, you know, really hits where the rubber meets the road. It, it's a calling. Tell us a little bit about what drew you to Prodigal Sons and Daughters and, and why you felt, man, God, I, I got to answer this call here. Yeah. Well, um, I find it's, it's, easiest to give away what I've received. Mm -hmm. And um, so at 19 years old, speaking of 19 year olds, there was a 19 year old Zach who came into uh, the mirror's home. Um, at that time, the ministry was, was held in their living room. <laughs> and, uh, and I was broken. Drugs and alcohol had, um, had stolen um, so much of my life. And, uh, and I was, I, I was depressed. Um, I was I was kicked out of school. I was having uh, serious legal problems and was just at the end of my rope. And um, I, gave, I gave my life to Christ, and that, was, uh, and that was the start of it. And I truly believe that God led me um, through the doors mm -hmm. of prodigal sons and daughters because um, I needed a place I could come to and be open be able to uh, share my struggles with people who understood. You know, it's, um, you know, it was a little awkward showing up in Bible study and saying, you know, I wanted to go out and, and use drugs this weekend, you know. <laughs> and so to have a place where that, it was understood that that's what we were going to be talking about. Um, that was very, very important. And, um, you know, it's easy to want to hide those things and not to be authentic, but, um, you know, we need to be. Um, as a church, and so I found that Prodigals was a was a place that gave me the freedom to do that. You know, one of the things that I love about your website, Zach and Jane, is is that you can be real, and you pointed that out on the website. And I think it was the mayor, someone from, you know, yeah, it says Andre. we're local people. We don't have to go away somewhere, you know, to go and hide and recover and come back. And, and be who we are, we can recover, and we can be who we are right here, right where we live, right where we work, right where we go to school, right where we go to church and fellowship. We can be transparent. We can be authentic. We can be who we are right here. And I love that about your website. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. In fact, we were just having this discussion that, that when you're recovering you know, from addictions and these issues that um, you're going to have to at least be proactive in, in, in working with for the rest of your life. It's not something that you have to, um, it's not something that will necessarily, um, uh, you know, cripple you for the rest of your life, but it's something you need to be aware of. And, uh, and so a lot of times, yeah, that mentality of escape for a little while, get cured, come back, it's not conducive to someone's growth and recovery, but someone's spiritual growth. I mean, God wired us up to be authentic, and, um, and so we try to encourage that as best we can. He wants us to be, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. You know, Jane, turning the clock back uh, well, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> how, how far are we going to turn that clock well, back? Well, no, far? only as no, far no, as no, you no. wish. But, yeah. you know, I just uh, remember the early Genesis, uh, prodigal sons and daughters, and, and uh, you and Ken just having a heart you know, to answer God's call. And I'm thinking back, uh, did you ever appear with us? Uh, were you up in the station? Uh, I wasn't. No, okay. Uh, but, you know, you brought in some, some young kids, you know, early on, and we were talking, and it was happening in your, in your front room. You know, at that time, Jane, did you have any idea what God was going to do with this? You know, I don't want to freak you out, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and... I still see that it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and grow. Um, 
you just you just know that there's a need being met. You see it, and it's it's not going away. That's the unfortunate part. But um, you know, God just keeps putting the ground underneath us. And I I go back to one of your announcements when you somebody the legal thing about somebody mm-hmm. having a hard time putting a right. church someplace. Well, you know, we started this in our home in a quiet cul-de-sac, and we were asked to leave. Mm-hmm. And then we we liked the home environment. That's what we felt lent itself to or towards the kids feeling comfortable. And then somebody came along and put us in a larger home on three and a half acres, and we thought that's the solution. Well, the one problem is is this larger home on three and a half acres was in a upscale area, and the neighbors hated us there too. Mm-hmm. And so... It's just never-ending. Now we have a location downtown and have for a few years, yeah. and uh, it's it's in some ways it's more business-like, but in other ways we, we've we've gone out of our way to keep it like a front room when you come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, ultimately, I think I think Zach would agree with this. We just love to see eventually a Christian rehab in the Turlock area. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Christ-centered, yeah. and you're on the mission field. Yeah. And you're going to have some obstacles. Yeah. I think one of the challenges within the church is that typically, you know, within the the pastors coming out of the cemetery, uh, seminary, uh, <laughs> which I, I, I I'll say I'm a graduate of seminary, so I do understand that to a certain extent. You know, we aren't equipped really to handle this kind of stuff, and and the church by and large uh, has the resources, but not the structures. To, to deliver, and, and this, I think, what is what makes Prodigal Sons and Daughters so important, is that when you don't have the expertise, when you don't have the people, Zach, that have been in the position that you've been in, so you can understand and have empathy for and really understand what's happening in the hearts and minds of the folks coming in, uh, this is a tremendous resource that the church needs to take advantage of. Mm. You know, I mean, this is, uh, this is a God-gifting right here in the community, that uh, the, the churches can just say, well, you know, oftentimes we get into this thing where we think we have to do everything, mm. and that's not the body of Christ working together. John 17 right. says we all have our our, our, our parts here. Yeah. And so our prayer for you is that more and more churches would uh, take advantage of this and say, wow, here's a great resource that we need to take advantage of. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, it'd be nice if there were a hospital, you know, in every church yeah. and, um, you know, that psychologists on staff that'd be great Uh, but that's not the case and it's not feasible and so we want to come alongside the churches and help them and even equip them too to be able to do some of the work that we're doing Um, but we're not a church and we're not trying to compete with the churches Uh, we want to we want to be a bridge to the churches um, you know back and forth and um you know, a lot of the Turlock churches, at least, we've been able to do that with, and it's been awesome. It's been fantastic. They've been very supportive of us, and we've seen uh, great fruit being able to have those sorts of relationships. You just said something that piques my interest and, and is, is so important, and that is helping equip churches to uh, to deal with a problem they may not be able to uh, deal with them. Well, talk a little bit about what you have to offer in terms of that equipping. Yeah, you know... There are. I've had a number of speaking engagements, and we're 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 asked constantly to to come to churches and to speak um, to the congregation, to the pastors. I'm in um, I'm in very close contact with many of the pastors in Turlock, and you know, I mean, it can be as simple as a phone call. You know, what do I what do I do? I have a student who's 
you know, he's using, um, and I, I don't know how to respond to him. I don't know the best way to approach him on this. How bold should I be? Um, how sensitive should I be to this? And so a lot of it is just, you know, a simple phone call. Um, we'd like to, um, actually have something we've, we've talked about this. We've been so busy lately, so it's been tough to put together, but we've talked about doing a seminar where we have people come and especially folks in the Christian community, pastors, um, uh, people within the congregations to just learn more about what's going on in the current scene. You know, there are, there are a few things that if they could become aware of, um, they'd be able to help their children. Mm. They'd be able to help those in their youth group, um, to such a greater degree of effectiveness. So, um, that, that's kind of what it looks like. I love the, um, the web page, going back to that again, because so many people can refer to that. And do you get a lot of people that check you out from that? You know, we do, surprisingly. More people than I uh, would expect. <laughs> because you list uh, not only the the, the activities and, and the events and the, um, the scheduling, the meetings and everything, but you also list, and you have family here with you tonight, um, information that will be helpful. Uh, beneficial to the family because I think bringing the family component into the recovery uh, arena is so very important. And Jan and uh, mm-hmm. Pete uh, are here with us, and, and we're going to share the the mic- uh, microphone tonight. But um, letting the family know that they didn't cause the addiction. I love the three C's that mm-hmm. you list there because that's so important. Did that help? the two of you when you became connected with prodigal sons and daughters and and, and jump in there and welcome uh, thank, thank you. you for joining thank you. us thank you. tonight yeah. um, that was one of the first things that we learned when we were exposed to this nasty thing we call a drug um, we we learned that we didn't cause it we can't cure it and we can't control it and for me personally um, I'm the kind of guy that likes to think he can thinks he can fix anything, <laughs> and so I um, immediately through my mind as I'm thinking through this, as, as we're realizing that our son has has an addiction, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do? How can I solve this problem? And so I'm going through this process, and the more I I thought about it, the more I talked, the more I um, we read about it, and the more my wife and I talked we realized that this was so much bigger than anything that we could imagine. And I realized how small I felt mm. um, in this time. And I think for me, it, it's it's been a gradual process of realizing um, how difficult this is, um, realizing that I can't, I can't do anything about this. And then finally realizing, you know what, I... This is this is where this is a place where God has both of us, because He is teaching us a valuable lesson that um, we have to really depend on Him and we have to look to Him daily for our strength. We have to look to Him for our ability to make wise choices, our ability to say, you know what, I'm going to back out. I'm going to let God deal with this, and and so that was that um, that was really important. Now, can I ask, is your son in recovery? Yes, he is. He is. Uh-huh. Okay. Praise God. You know, I um, I was thinking as I was hearing the introduction and, and getting to listen to Jane and Zach, and I thought the perspective that um, that I have as a parent is that 
it's been a lifeline for us, for Peter and I, to have a place to go where people do have some answers. Just as we can't cure and control, um, we do need to understand. And um, there is a pathway and there are some wise choices to make as a parent. Um, dealing with a child in addiction. But we don't know what that path is. And it's amazing how nutty we can become on our own. <laughs> and so I see um, the place that Prodigals has provided for uh, Peter and I and for many um, other family members is it's a lifeline for us in our nuttiness. What, uh, how, how did you enter this fray? What, uh, what signs did you see and, and what eventually led you to Prodigal Sons and Daughters? You know, I think this is another glorious place where the Lord um, goes before us. Um, we've known Zach um, for years oh. <laughs> in, um, you know, in a relationship where we've enjoyed being a part of, of his life and, um, and Jordan, our son, as well. And so for us, we are very well aware of the prodigal ministry and, in fact, um, in, have you know, supported it fully, not knowing mm. that we too would be a part of this new club. Oh. It's the club that you never want to join, but <laughs> you thank the Lord daily that you get to be a member. That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yes. You asked yeah. about signs, and I think, again, we were alerted to some um, behaviors and um, drug usage by someone who actually was very interested in our son's life. And uh, because we knew of prodigals and of Zach, we... Um, ran, not walked, to a telephone, and uh, Zach began the process with us. Zach, uh, you know those relationships. God moves chess pieces around the board all the time. Mm. Amazing how he works that. And I'm, you know, and and for this connection already to be there, you know, definitely definitely a God thing. Um, Imagine you have a lot of parents in in similar type situations, but they don't have the connection for you. What type of reaction do you normally get? What do you have to take moms and dads uh, through as uh, they begin to discover that they're in a brand new chapter in their lives? Well, um, first of all, just confronting the strong denial on the parents' part. You know, denial is not just a problem that addicts face um you know and i don't understand i don't have children but boy it sure seems difficult to swallow the fact that your children are engaging in high-risk behavior and doing things that are hurting them and it just i see the pain written all over their faces and um so that's where we start we start saying you know what i know this is this is horrible um but but we need to face the truth before we can um, start to make any headway in dealing with a problem. And so that's typically where we, we meet them, where we meet them, and, and being able to, again, um, help them to understand that they can't control it and that um, they can just from the very start release it to their Father in Heaven and, and let Him do His work. And when you can start there, um, it becomes a lot easier to to, I think, um, you know, to learn how to best respond to your addicted loved one. You know, if you, if you can't get to that point, there's just, it's just a vicious cycle. You know, for parents, they, they join in the chaos of their uh, addicted children. And, um, and they're just as much part of the chaos as their kids are. Mm. Meeting them where they are. That's what Jesus does. Yeah, Yeah. That he doesn't, and, and Jane might have actually something. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. <laughs> She's well, more the expert. Of, excuse me. One of the things that, that I see a lot of is how it can rip the husband and wife apart mm. if they're not on the same page. 
And generally one is good cop, one is bad cop. And that can switch from week to week mm-hmm. where someone says, let's kick him out. And the other one says, no, we're not going to do that to our kid. And this goes back and forth. And you just really see how Satan goes after the entire family. When, when one lamb is down, well, let's, let's take down the, you know, the herd master. Let's, let's take them all out. And that's, that's one of the things we address really strong. A strong strongly. dynamic, mm-hmm. indeed. We've got lots more with this great group. The group Rush of Fools has our song for us this week. It's called Undo, and we'll be back with more on Lighthouse Live. I've been here before. Now here I am again. Standing at the door Praying you'll let me back in To label me A prodigal would be Only scratching the surface Of who I've known to be
on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and prodigal sons and daughters, Jane Muirs, Zach Frampton, and Jan, and Pete Lundquist. And uh, so good to have you all here tonight as we discuss the wonderful ministry that's taken place through prodigal sons and daughters. And tell us a little bit, Zach, about how the people can enter the program who are having problems, whether it be with, we were discussing heroin during Mm. the song, and what an incredible problem it has become in our area. Yeah, that's right. Um, Well, you know, they can call. um, I guess I can uh, put that number out there. Um, So area code 209-634-3538. That's our office. Call. We'll set up an assessment, an appointment, and, and just sit back and chat with you and kind of see where you're at. Um, if you have a loved one who's struggling, call us. We'll help you um, start that process of possibly confronting them or just, you know, give you some insight on where to go, um, you know, with your with your issues. You're not alone, and getting it out in the open, I think, is, is crucial. That's first step, huh? That's right. You know, so, so check out our website, too, www.prodigalsonsanddaughters.org. And there's so. no fee. Yes, thank you, Jane. Yeah, we there's no fee attached to any of our services, so don't let that um, be a hindrance to calling. You know, drug addiction and alcoholism affects people across the board, whether you're rich, poor, doesn't matter. It does not discriminate, and we've really seen that in this ministry especially, and Jane can, can talk way about this more than I can, but, I mean, people from every walk of life and people who, you know, I mean, put it bluntly, you'd never expect um, you know, people you've seen in church for years and years absolutely. and all of a sudden it comes out and, and it's, it's just really neat to see, uh, that happen because, you know, I, I really believe that, um, authenticity begets authenticity. When one person starts being transparent and authentic, it spreads like wildfire, wildfire. It's very powerful. You know, just before the song, we were, uh, on this theme of the effect on the family and wondering, uh, Jan and Pete, if you can tell us a little bit about uh, how this ministry has kept, kept you centered and, and your relationship healthy in, in an extreme environment. I agree. I think that one of the, the big warning signs would be that as soon as you find a child that um, is taking a path that is so horrifying, you immediately turn around and see what you can control. And therefore... In a marriage relationship, you begin to look at one another, and there's this underlying expectation that the other person's going to know what to do, or that um, you know that they'll lead the way. And I think uh, for Peter and I, um, the place of not knowing and the insecurity of what comes next um, could possibly be a place where we would you know really lose communication. And so, to have a place at Prodigals. Um, the family support group has just been a wonderful place to be because not only do we get some very good and wise counsel, we also are able to hear how other couples are processing this. And, you know, quite frankly, um, it's been a great encouragement. Whether they're processing um, is something that we want to do that too or, wow, they are really uh, struggling with this just like we are. Mm. And, um, again, um, I know it was mentioned that, you know, it this knows no barrier, uh, rich, poor, um, those that you you just couldn't imagine um, getting involved in an addiction. There's a there's a place of refuge and 
uh, place to realize that um, we're not alone in this. And um, what do you? What else, Peter? Help me out here. Is there? Does it help to know other dads, other husbands are going through the same thing? And, and do you draw some strength from from other dads? I think that's the one thing as we've been attending the support groups um, that I have realized that it's it's not just one or the other. It's both husband and wife mm-hmm. that are there. And seeing, um, most of the time, seeing both of them involved in this and both of them on the, on the, battle, on the battle front, in a sense, um, trying to figure out how to do it. Um, I think for us personally, realizing that we have to be on the same page, we have to be communicating um, because we, we realize um, Satan is in this to tear. He is mm-hmm. he's trying to tear mm-hmm. this, not just our son. He's trying to, to tear our whole family yeah, apart. Yes. And so we realize that that this is very important. And to see um, other men there taking, being just as involved in, and, and, and the passion that they have to, to see God work in their, in their child's life um, is really important. I walk away every night, every Monday night, um, feeling blessed, feeling up because mm. the times that I feel discouraged, um, I know that there's other people going through the same thing and I draw strength from that and, and God just, he's put that in place and that's where prodigal sons and daughters has been, become so valuable for us as husband and wife to really give us that support. Mm. So. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. Such a strong support system, and and Zach, uh, if you would address the uh, Christ-centered twelve-step uh, portion of of the ministry. Yeah, so um, the twelve steps are of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. um, are rooted in the Bible, and um, the found. I mean, this is this is a historical fact. The founders are Christians, and they felt um, divinely led. Um, is really how it how it took place to write these steps to help other people who are struggling with alcoholism as they were, and um, really it's a program of of spiritual disciplines that um, that help a person sort of focus on the right things, focus on the sorts of things that are going to help them grow. And so, what has happened though um, over the years is Alcoholics Anonymous has. Um, in order to embrace uh, more and more people has watered down, um, I guess, in a sense, the, um, the Christian element. And so it's, it's talk of a higher power. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I'm going to say this. We encourage people to, to go to, to AA meetings. You know, if they need a meeting, to go. And, I'm, and we are in support of AA meetings. Um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm bashing uh, that. But the fact of the matter is um, it's not – Christ-centered anymore, and so we we are Christians. We're unabashed, and um, and Christ is our higher power, and that's where we start. And so, uh, and I I find um, that it makes a real difference. Difference. I mean, um, and not just because I'm a Christian and I believe it with all my heart, but in terms of effectiveness, I see it change people's lives. You know, Jesus is the one doing the work on people's hearts. We believe that. 
and we see it in front of our very eyes. And they will tell you at AA meetings whether you find your higher power to be a tree or whatever That's right. it happens to be to, mm-hmm. to go for that. So, yeah. uh, you know, that be, being understood, you know, yeah. Christians can, can find that in these groups, and, and that's wonderful. Right, and to me it's it's a matter of, um, you know, what's what's reality here? Because I believe that... Jesus Christ has the power, you know, to step one, we are powerless over our addictions. Mm -hmm. You know, step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Well, if our higher power doesn't have the power to restore us to sanity, it's not going to happen, is it? I mean, that's just a matter of, of fact. And so Jesus Christ truly does have that power. And we believe that and we see the evidence of it every day. You know, Zach, uh, let's talk, we were talking about family dynamics and, and the effect. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your family and, mm-hmm. and what did you learn from your family experience and, and your addictions that, that now God can use to uh, to bless others in this ministry? You know, I, my family, my parents were together for almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a uh, in a very loving and supportive environment. My parents went to all my games, and, um, you know, they supported me in everything I needed. Um, but I still struggled with identity. I struggled with self-worth. I struggled with um, um, wanting to do risky behaviors. And I think probably the biggest thing I've learned from my um, family experience is just that it doesn't matter, um, you know, if your parents went to all the games. Um you still may struggle with addiction for one reason or another. And, um, and so I, I guess I, I never, um, I never take that for granted when working with people that I just, I, I assume that, um, each person, you know, responds to their family unit differently. I mean, you could have every child, um, healthy and, and doing well and then have one who just really struggles. And it's just, it's a matter of the individual. And, um, so I think that's probably the thing that I've, that I've really taken away from most with my family. But I, you know, my, my mom, um, was sure to instill the, the gospel in me and I'm very, very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and so, you know, that was it when she, when, um, when I was just broken and I, again, I, I was 19 years old and was heading back to school from start my sophomore year of college. And I was, I had drugs in my pocket and she was uh, witnessing to me at the time. She told me, Zach, mm. you don't have to change your life before you go to God. She said, just go to him and he will be the one to change you. Mm. And just something about that, um, it hit me in a very unique way. And I, I was transformed from mm. that moment. Wow. So, bless your mom. Yeah. Dear friends, you're listening to Lighthouse Live, and we've got lots more with Prodigal Sons and Daughters right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective. 
advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we thank you for being tuned in to Lighthouse Live, wherever you happen to be listening tonight. Just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to uh, talk to Zach or any of the folks at Prodigal Sons and Daughters, phone number 
That's 209-634-3538. Let's talk a little bit about, talking uh, uh, during the break, uh, how important it is with the best intent of the word holistic. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The best intent. Oh, yeah. uh, we're we're dealing with the whole, not not right. just the individual who may be addicted to drugs or alcohol, but we're dealing with the family, the, the support unit. Uh, Zach, let's talk a little bit about those services that you provide for that whole world that is impacting that, that, that person that comes to you. Yeah, so, you know, when families come to us and, they, and they're in need of support, um, they need a plan. And so we will offer, um, you know, a lot of individual counseling and uh, making time just to develop a treatment plan for them, a, a plan for them to respond appropriately um, to their addicted loved one. And, you know, that takes time. And as I said, we're not a fee-based program, so, um, uh, so they can expect that we're going to take the time and, and they're not going to have to pay for it. And that's, that's fairly unique in terms of getting individual attention, I think, and, and that's because we're supported by people who believe in what we do. This is key, and let's get this in here now. You know, as a nonprofit CEO, I I uh, have empathy for you, my brother. Uh, you got to get funded. You got to get funded somehow. Let's talk about how folks can help you in that regard. Right. So, um, so if you're interested in uh, helping a ministry that does provide those free, you know, services one-on-one time with with people daily, we have meetings with people one-on-one, and we don't charge for them. Um, uh, we have uh, a fundraiser coming up October 9th. We have a golf tournament that we're sponsoring at Stevenson Ranch, and um, it's a it's a one o'clock uh, tea time. So uh, shotgun start should be a great time. We've had it for a few years now, and it's always a blast. Um, we have a dinner. Um, to follow with a raffle giveaway, some great prizes. This is really a fun one. It is. We yes. yeah. We offer lunch um, as well, so you get two meals, a day of golf, and hopefully bring home the big prize. Hey. So again, October 9th at Stevenson Ranch. Oh, great. Well, we hope that turns out great for you. Um, we're talking a little bit too, uh, Jan and Pete, about the value of that uh, that family group, and uh, we've only got just a few minutes here, but maybe hit some nuggets there for us. Just tell us how valuable that can be to parents and, and, the, and the authenticity and, and the love that comes out of that group. Um, I think one of the, the key places is that in the journey, um, it begins to be an unwrapping. And so, therefore, mm. at first it's the realization that you know, your child has a problem, and, and then you realize it's an addiction. And then you realize that, that they need help and you need help to navigate. And for us and in our experience, um, we had some great tools and leading by prodigals. But then we ended up um, down the road a bit and realized that the dynamics in our home had changed drastically. We mm. now are faced with someone who is coming out of an addiction. And what does that bring? And who is this person? And how do we parent that? Um, and yes, we do know those three C's, but um, daily, how does that work? And I think a place that Prodigals uh, does so well is they come alongside families and they um, are almost preemptive in realizing our struggles and offering services so that they are willing to meet with um, with family members, um, developing a plan, an action plan, developing um, contracts to live by, and giving um, a sane, uh, valuable insight into something that you know, you just are ill-prepared for. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, Amen. wow. I don't know how long you guys sat 
on the fence, so to say, how long it took you to get involved, but what would you say to encourage parents or someone needing the program, Peter, to to make that move and, and make it quickly? Yeah. We were advised by Zach to get involved in, in with this immediately, and we did. We didn't waste any time. Within the first couple of days, we had contacted Zach. We got involved. We had our 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 meeting time with with our son, um, and we were fortunate that there was disclosure there. And at that point, then we could begin that process. Um, and so um, that that was um, that was really important. Um, and I've lost track. That, that's all right. Is that all right? <laughs> uh, that's great. We've got about two minutes. Thank Zach, you so much. Uh, youth group, you have? Yes. Uh, talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, there are few to none, uh, no programs in the area that um, specialize in helping young people, teenagers, mm. um, college age, post college age, uh, deal with uh, substance abuse. And uh, we have a program. Um, that does that. It's on Monday nights at 7 o'clock, and it's just, it's a fantastic time, and it's important, I think, to have a group specifically for this age group because they they approach uh, these issues differently. There's a, a lot more ambivalence about whether or not they want to quit. They they switch from minute to minute. Do they have a problem? You know, no, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can manage it. But then going back to realize, wow, this caused so many consequences, and yet I continue to do it. And so there are just different issues that, that we deal with um, with that age group. So um, if, if you have a young person who you know needs help, please contact us. We have a group for them. Um, or, if, or if you're struggling yourself and listening to this now. Where can uh, they go, Zach? Where can they go? Um, they can uh, either call um, or go to our website. Sure. Once again, friends, 634-3538-209-634-3538. Not only can you go if you need some help, but boy, they can sure use your extra shekels too as well. And <laughs> I encourage say, you to do uh, to do that as well. The, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Zach, Jane, and Jan, and, and Peter. Thank you. God bless prodigal sons and daughters. God, God bless you. you, friends, wherever you are listening as you continue to love your neighbors as you love yourselves.